Welcome to my podcast, Autism Connections. My name is Mary, and I have an 18-year-old son with autism. 16 years ago, I received a devastating diagnosis. It's through my connections I have made along the way that I have received so much love, support, and guidance. It's my hope that by sharing these amazing connections with you and their experiences, that you also may be helped. Hi, everyone. I'm flying solo today. It'll change your room and my schedule of guests. So I am going to be sharing with you my experience going to any length, jumping the border, moving out of state, looking for more services for my son T. So I'm going to just wing it and just address the topics I was going to address on the call with my guest and hopefully will be informative and we'll also share a little bit about our journey. So I lived in Illinois for my whole life. And when my son was diagnosed at two and a half, we started the journey of services there. Since I lived in Illinois, I jokingly say I moved at least five times in my head to other places. So I would get to the point where I was thinking, Hmm, I wonder what services look like in Georgia. I wonder how services look like in California, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Minneapolis, you get the drift. So I started looking at different places based on where my family was located, based on what I had heard about different places. So that's really what's been going on for quite some time, actually. I probably around the age when Tommy was 13 and I had greater needs for him and looking at residential and all of those things, I started thinking there's gotta be, there's gotta be more. So that's a little bit of a back history on where we started. And I ended up, when I started thinking about different states, the first thing I would always do is find a Facebook group for parents that are in that state was one thing that was really helpful for me. I would find people that would be able to share their experience. And then the other thing I would do is I would call the local chapters of Autism Speaks or ARC of whatever state I was interested in. And I would almost interview them and share with them, this is what I've got in my state. What do you guys have in your state? And I would learn a lot that way and be able to make decisions. I had one state in particular that said, don't move. I actually had a couple of states that told me that, which was actually disheartening, but also I so appreciated that because I certainly didn't want to move to a state that didn't have as as many services. The other thing I have learned is that it really depends on what part of the state you want to move to. People will say, oh, in this state, services are fabulous. And then you'll hear from someone else, well, I'm in that state and services suck. So it really does make a lot of sense to really do your homework, especially if you have a choice to move. If you're moving because you you have a new job or you got relocated or circumstances in your life changed, et cetera, moving closer to family, obviously, you know, there are reasons why you have to go and then you just try to figure out the best services when they're there. But this is just my story. I ended up moving someplace I never thought I was going to move. I'm in Wisconsin and I call it jumping the border. 
because there are days when I go on a little bike ride and I'm back in Illinois again. So I literally relocated three miles over the border. And I will tell you that it's been an amazing experience. I've learned a lot. I bought things that I thought were going to happen that didn't happen. I learned about services that they had that I didn't know they had. You know, the grass is always greener, right? And it's looking really good right now. But the grass, it's sometimes when, you, when I was looking, I would think, oh, it's going to be this and everything's going to be so easy and, you know, all that. And it doesn't always work out that way, but it has worked out for us. So I've been here a year now and I can't even believe I've been here a year. Uh, we moved here specifically for a program called Matthias Academy. If you guys are interested, I recommend you take a look at the website. There's currently at least a two and a half year wait list to get in. And, and gratefully, I got in uh, before that wait list started. So we are there and we're also going to be in residential there once they have residential. It's a phenomenal program. If you are interested in learning about more, Matthias, M-A-T-T-H-I-A-S, academy.org. Amazing. Great story. I could go on and on and on about that. But if you're interested, recommend that you check it out. If you're interested in philanthropic work or have money you want to put towards a phenomenal cause, I also recommend you guys check that out. It's, it's a lifesaver for many, many, many people. So here I am in Wisconsin. And Tommy started off in a traditional self-contained classroom back in the district. He had been in a private program in Illinois for five years in a self-contained school, a room in a therapeutic school. And so we had approximately six months where we were in sort of limbo land. He started at a new school and now we are since he turned 18 at Matthias. So all is well. Have an added piece of info, and we are starting at a residential group home next week for him. It's a three-person home, and Tommy will be living six miles from me down the street. And it's one of those things where God presented an opportunity, and that's where we're headed. So totally new chapter of our lives. He will be at Matthias Academy when they have residential, but I'm a single mom and I needed more supports. And thank God it presented itself to us. And so I am super thrilled about that. And I'm sure I'm going to be able to have lots of topics in the future from other people that can also share what their journey has looked like with that. So that's where I am with that, just getting ready to fill out all the paperwork and everything for that to happen. So that's a little bit about our journey. One of the things I've learned also is sometimes it makes sense to be open, obviously, to making changes to your plan because our plan is just our plan. It's not necessarily set in stone. And as a result of going into the group home, you will also be attending two days a week a transitions program in the school district, which is pretty cool. So he ended in March before we switched him over to Matthias. And thankfully, I did not take a diploma and graduate him because he now has the ability to stay in district as well. So he'll have five days a week of structured activity, which was, you know, super, super important to me. 
So I'm grateful that I had not closed the door on that, not taken the diploma. File that away in the back of your mind when you are thinking about getting out of the district if you find another program. That's definitely something that's really interesting. So one of the things that I think may be helpful when you're thinking about moving, aside from finding out the general information, is on a piece of paper, write down all the things you have that you love or that's working for you for your family in your current environment or current state you're living. Write down everything you receive. And then on the other side, everything you wish you had that you don't have. I think that's a good, that's a good place to, to begin. I think it's so important to list down on a piece of paper everything you have and then everything you wish you had. So it's in front of you. And you can even just use a binder when you're calling other places or trying to find out information. Um, you can use a notebook. And when you're visiting different Facebook groups and you hear different things about different states, you can write that down. You can also do a search on the different Facebook groups of the different states that you're looking at, right, to see what people are saying. So I think facts and information are important. But realize that things change sometimes often, sometimes a lot, sometimes not a lot, especially when it comes to services. So you may have heard there's a two-year wait list there. Guess what? There may not be a two-year wait list there anymore. That may have changed. So there's not always 100% accurate information when you go online, unless you hear from other people on Facebook that there is a, uh, a wait list. But I think that's a really good question to ask. You want to find out what the wait list is what are the requirements for getting the waiver? Or what do they call the waiver? What are the qualifications for the waiver? How long does it take to get the waiver? From the time that you move in and give them your address, how long does it take? Does the clock start then? What is the process? What types of things can you have covered underneath their services? Will they cover ABA? Will they cover recreational programs? You know, what will they cover? That's really important. Just get all your information before you make the decision to even think about moving. Make sure that you have all the information available because things do change. Things may change in Wisconsin. Right now they are how they are. Other states as well may have uh, wait lists or not have wait lists. There's no wait list here. I'm hoping not everybody decides to jump the border when I say that, but there isn't a wait list here currently. I know there was one in the past. I don't know many how many years ago, but there was there was one, and then something changed. So make sure you do your homework when you're thinking about moving. I moved here when Tommy was 17 still. So I started with guardianship when I moved here. And for me personally in Wisconsin, starting to get guardianship was a piece of cake. I mean, I had to do fill out information, have my doctor sign information, but they really helped 100% get it. I've heard other people say that when you move guardianship from one state to the other, it's not as easy. You have to release it from the one state, get it in the new state, takes multiple appearances at court, you know, this type of thing. This is what I've heard, not my experience starting before 18. So I got guardianship uh, for him, you know, really quickly. And then the other thing is uh, when you apply for SSI, and that was something I was, oh my gosh, I remember looking at one of the Facebook groups I was in thinking, oh, 
Oh God, that sounds horrible. Oh, that sounds so intensive. Oh my God. What am I, how am I going to get that? How, who's going to help me? Do I have to hire an attorney? I didn't end up hiring an attorney. I got it. It was easy here. It only took me a couple of months total here. They did not do retroactive back to 18, but that was fine here uh, in Wisconsin. But it was uh, it was for pretty easy to do, and they walk you through everything, what you need to do, you know, importance of spending down your money every single month, how much, you know, I take a portion for, you know, rent until Tommy's in, obviously, residential, then that will all change. Um but they are they are pretty thorough. So guardianship was big, SSI was big, going to the adult waiver was big. It was uh harder in my mind with the children's uh funding here, easier in my mind with the adult funding. That was the only bit that I was a little bit not on top of when I decided to move here before he turned 18. But it worked out okay. Every everything worked out. So that would be my suggestion about what to do when you're making a decision. Make sure you have all the facts. I am an extremely spontaneous person when it comes to making, well, I won't call myself spontaneous. I'll say impulsive. I will say, oh, I'm going to move here. And then, you know, see myself there, not purchase a house there, but do my homework. And then I'm not moving there. So many of my friends would be like, hey, I thought you were moving to Colorado. No, it didn't turn out what I was thinking, whatever. So, but you know what? That's okay. We have the prerogative to change our minds. And there's a lot of things to factor for sure when it comes to long-term services. So for me, my motivator has always been long-term Tommy as far as what will happen when I'm not here. Uh, Not everybody wants to think about that and have a backup plan, obviously, which is important. So I think also it's important to think about the future as far as what will your child's look like, adult child's life look like when you're not here so that if you're not able to care for them anymore, it'll be an easier transition. I think these are all things that can be terrifying and I think I'd also like to talk about how I am preparing for T being residentially placed, which should happen next week. And I'm trying to reframe it in my brain so it's not so overwhelming or traumatic to me. Um, I'm thinking of it as when my other son went away to his program and left the house I know how I felt then, and oh my gosh, I was so overwhelmed. It's like the whole the whole thing of when your child moves on and moves out of the house, I never really understood what it was going to feel like until it actually happened. So I thought, well, Tommy's turning 18, here he is 18, and he would be graduating from high school and, you know, moving on with his life, and so I'm sort of reframing, I'm framing it that way, and I'm also got some really amazing supports in place to help me walk through this as well with a therapist, et cetera, and starting to think of ways that I can take care of myself and 
walk through it. Because I think when I get to the other side of it in four weeks after he's transitioned in, I'm hopeful that it will be, <sighs> I almost said smooth sailing, but like, you know, it's not going to be smooth sailing. I'm just taking it day at a time. That's all I can say. I can't do more than that. It's just a day at a time right now, piece at a time. I can't think about potentially what could go on, et cetera. I do know that he is going to be a good barometer of the program. I think, I think he will share with me in his way of, of letting me know how things are going. And I'm just going to be patient and pray a lot and, you know, just really take some time. I'm actually going to plan on visiting family. I haven't visited family for so long, partially because of T. I, I, it's, it's too hard for me to travel with them anymore. I just can't do it. So I'm going to take a couple trips just to go spend time with family and friends and, you know, just kind of get myself healthy again and all of that stuff. So those are, those are some of the things I'm going to be doing that I think uh, will help me on this journey as well. So I think that's where I'm going to stop today. I hope it was helpful for anyone that may be thinking about moving to a new city or state or exploring other opportunities elsewhere for your child. Hopefully it was helpful. I got to share a little bit more about myself. So until next time, thanks for listening.